Welcome to the After Credits Podcast, where we talk about the movies and the TV shows you love, even if we don't exactly love them. In this episode of the After Credits Podcast, get your acceptance speeches ready or get your losing clapping face in check as we talk about the Academy Award nominees. Stay tuned. Alright guys, welcome. I'm your host, Nigel Aquino. Joining me today is... Franco Dajalet, Rafi Rodas, and RJ Silverio. Alright guys, welcome to the After Credits Podcast, and this is our Oscars podcast. A month before, uh, a couple of weeks before the Oscar... Uh, no, a the month. Oscar, a month. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, a full month. month. It's a full month. A full oh. month before the Oscars, uh, <coughs> the, the Oscars uh, release, I'll start awarding the best films of last year. Um, so today, we, uh, we, I thought we just want to talk about generally about the Oscar nominees. Um, currently, there are nine, be, nine nominated this year. Um, we've watched three of the movies together already, Get Out, Lady Bird, and The Shape of Water. Um, what did you guys think about uh, what do you guys think about them first? Uh, like, Franco, what do you think about Get Out? From what I, from what you yeah. said, it's the, your favorite so, one of the Yeah, three. so repeating that, we watched Get Out, Lady Bird, and The Shape of Water together. I personally enjoyed Get Out the most. Uh, mm. it, was a, it was a good horror suspense and a bit of comedy uh, in between. It was, a, it was a good, enjoyable movie to watch, well-directed. And then it has a lot of clues in between, so it makes you want. It's one of it's the movie that I want to watch the second time the most. Uh, Rafi, um, I agree. I'm I agree with Franco. Like I like Get Out the most, mm. but with all three that I watched, and as with every other Oscar film, like mm. I like the thing I like about film is that you can debate about it, you can talk about it, mm. and those three films that I watched, Get Out, Lady Bird, and Shape of Water. There's a l- numerous themes and numerous topics that you can talk about, which I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Th- that's what I enjoyed about the three of them. Um, and I, but the the thing that's different about this year is that um, there are new themes being explored in film, mm-hmm. new um, new dynamics, new faces. Like for example, Get Out. Like it's not th- it's not really about um, racism as in as is the quote-unquote traditional way to talk about racism it talks about racism in a different light Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's one topic that you know um that's being talked about it's a different genre yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's a a comedy horror yeah so Mm -hmm. you know it's 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 a new Mm -hmm. you know it's a new leaf of uh, films and topics that are being talked about rj what did you think well, I'd have to go agree with Rafi on the part that yeah, new themes are being explored in this year's uh, Academy Awards. The fact that, like, let's get out and Shape of Water, those are the most, in my opinion, the most outlandish out of the other mm. nominees. Because yeah, when you see the, the, the list of best films, they're the usual kind of, like, drama, um, bi- biography kind of... Documentary. Yeah. Documentary, that kind of stuff. And when you see Get Out, that's something... Like, it's the, people consider it as a social thriller and mm. then shape of water it, i mean it's been a I, um correct me if i'm wrong but it's been a while since i've seen like a purely fantasy yeah kind of setting um being nominated for mm. the academy since well from as far as i can remember lord of the rings <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. true yeah and it's it's fascinating i mean it goes to show that 
maybe the academy is starting to open up to more kinds of films. So? Mm, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no, no, not comic book films. At least this is a step. That's, not for, that's for another topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, we have a, do- honestly, a whole podcast yeah. for that. Honestly, for me, the, of the three movies we watched, The Shape of Water is probably hands down my pick for the best film. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's it. I really love like fantasy films. And it's also a fantasy film that's also a romance, which mm-hmm. is not something you would normally associate together. Yeah. But, kind of, but like, uh, yeah. But um, of the three, we, we we only watched three out of the nine. Uh, so three out of the nine. Uh, the other movies nominated for best picture were uh, "Call Me by Your Name." I watched that. Uh, "Call Me by Your Name," "Darkest Hour," "Dunkirk," mm-hmm. uh, "The Phantom Thread," "The Post," and three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, out of the nine, uh. uh out of the four of us, actually, um, you're the only one who's seen "Call Me by Your Name." I think. Yeah. Yeah. What What did you think of it? Uh, from what I know, it's a it's coming, coming out of a, coming of age story. Yeah, coming of age. Well, coming out kind of also <laughs> um, applies into what the film's all about. What's the synopsis of uh, uh, Call it's Me pretty by much, Your Name? It's pretty much a sum, um, the whole film explores this teenager who meets like a fa- um, a sort of family friend, and he. Throughout that whole summer together, they developed this um, sort of like friendship that turned into something more. So it's a uh, it's a summer fling kind of movie, but it explores so much more, like in the growth of the teenager mm-hmm. and like how he explores the um the um what his ideal of love is. Mm-hmm. And like what makes him comfortable with of what love is. It's based on a novel, right? Yeah, it's based on a novel. It it made a lot of waves, from what I understand before, because it included a fairly graphic scene within the movie, within the book, actually. Uh, it, well, it wasn't as graphic in the film. Mm. Like I'm not, I haven't read the book. What but, scene is that? Um, it was probably the love scene. Most likely. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's not as explicit as you'd expect it to be. I mean, mm. if you've watched Blue is the Warmest Color, oh, that yeah. was really explicit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could, com- you could compare those two films, mm. but yeah. Call yeah. Me By Your Name has something very uh, very um, different. Different? Yeah, mm. uh, not as artsy as the Blue is the Warmest Color, mm. but the acting performances was just on spot. I'm rooting for um, their lead actor, Timothy. Ah, Timothy, by the way, is also in another of the nominated films, right? Lady yeah. Bird, which Lady we've Bird. all watched. Yeah. Which one is he there? He's the curly-haired dude. He's, yeah. he's, he's the, 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 the douche. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that okay. guy. Okay. The guy who doesn't okay. have that much emotion. Yeah. But, Wait, Lady but Bird apparently... was the one that won the Golden Globes, right? Yeah, 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 yeah he won Bird. the Golden Globes. Uh, but actually, from the four of us, we actually didn't like Lady Bird all that much. It's it's so so. I mean, yeah. Let's acting, talk about Lady Bird right now. Okay. The yeah. Acting performances, like in context with the whole what the what the story is all about. I mean, it's great. Cersei Ronan. Yeah. She performs. Cersei Ronan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love her name. Yeah. So her performance there was really like it's just spot on. Yeah. And well, as much as like each scene was so cringy to watch like it's almost a stereotypical Mm -hmm. scenario of like a high school yeah um, yeah teenager the the thing is um like reflecting on it afterwards it actually really reminds me of my sister and her relationship with my mother growing up 
which mm, I wow. think is wow. Is no, that too much personal info? Not really, because no, because <laughs> okay. mothers and daughters fight. They, they fight about weird shit and mm. other things, and then but then they also like five seconds later get along like the best of friends. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm wondering if that's why we don't like it that much because we don't really have that kind of perspective. Well, I I found it like it's it's a it's a really common story that was just over dramatized. That's that's my opinion. The the lead actress, of course, she. She played the role so well. Uh, it's just it, her, her story is just too too average. It's too white. <laughs> Jesus Whoa. Christ, man! Whoa! <laughs> yeah, Rafi, oh yeah, he has the right to say it because he's partially okay. white, right, Franco? Rafi, yeah. you want to say something? Um, I forgot what I was gonna say because because <laughs> Franco's a white yeah, thing, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Here, here, here. Um, I think in defense of the movie, I didn't really like it also as much in comparison. Okay, I I think. Not like is not the word for. Um, I I think I liked it, but not in comparison with uh with other, other films. films. I mean, yeah. it was very watchable. It's very, it's it's very enticing film for me. Yeah. I mean, I love the chemistry. It's a coming of age story, but at the center of it, it's a it's about the relationship between the yeah. the the uh, the mother and the yeah daughter. the mother and the daughter with you know themes of religion and yeah you know mm-hmm. uh. Quote unquote love. Yeah. Love. <laughs> love, love, yeah. yeah, yeah. Love. I respect you. Yeah. Oh my God. But you know, yeah. um, I'm trying to be really careful not to mansplain here. But like I really enjoyed the film. Like I think it it empowered, you know, the Am I being everything I, I mean everything I say is uh, everything I think of to say about this movie it, it seems It seems weird. Yeah. Huh. As a man. <laughs> Alright, okay. Uh, okay, okay, just sk- may- skip maybe me. RJ, what uh, do you think? <laughs> well, I, I already said, well, I already said my part. Uh, I, I find it like it's it's cringy mm-hmm. um, in some scenes, but I guess like the saving the saving grace of the film is actually the interaction between the mother and the daughter. Oh, yeah, because yeah. that should yeah, be the course. main focus. Mm-hmm. But every now and then it gets overshadowed by the her subplots. Antics. Yeah, her antics and all that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of for. Um, you kind of forget what the movie really is all about. <laughs> yeah, it has a lot of plots. It has, yeah, it has a but lot of subplots. What plots? Like she had the her relationship with her mother. Relationship her, with her mother. Relationship her, with her, her two her, guys. Her two guys. Her the, best friend. Friends. Yeah. yeah. Act, and and her thing. struggle to get into the college she wants to be yeah. in. There's so much things going on that yeah. you tend to forget what really, the movie's <laughs> really all about. Uh, and I guess that's why, Franco, you say it's average. Because you it, overall, it looks like it's just an average life of a American teenager. Yeah, I, I, you're about to say what? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say white, maybe. Uh, They're in Sacramento. The next one on on the list is uh, "Darkest Hour," which is about Winston Churchill and his his time during World War Two. Who's in? Is it is it the sequel to the King's Speech? No. I, I love the King's Speech, it's though. It's Gary Oldman playing oh. Winston Churchill. The, the, oh, that's the one. That's the one with, like, with, all, the the pros- with all the prosthetics of it. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. And, like, thing is, I'm not interested in this film at all. Is Gary Oldman nominated for an Oscar? Uh, Best Actor, I think. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. So his performance there was really good. Yeah, really good. But 
I don't know. I don't really care about Mr. Churchill's. Because it's a, um, the film comes off as like a biographical, historical film. Pretty much. It's about Britain and Britain's greatest statement, air quotes. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Why didn't I watch it yet? That's, oh, that's, yeah. Here's the history major right here. That, that's the type of film that I would want to watch. Mm. Uh. Uh, something that I know uh, both RJU and Franco watched, uh, Dunkirk uh, by Christopher Nolan, released last year. Did yeah. you watch mm-hmm. it also, Rafi? Uh, uh, I enjoyed Dunkirk. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting warm. We I watched it with my dad, mm-hmm. who's, who's like who likes these old World War Two documentaries. Uh, it it's shot in a different way from most World War Two movies. The way their action scenes are played, it's very realistic. It's not over dramatized. Uh, like you know, an example would be like when they're in a, in a World War Two Spitfire airplane. When you start when you press the fire button in movies, you see like hundreds of bullets flashing out. It's not really like that. The bullets are supposed to be invisible. Only like a fourth of the rounds are actually uh, tracer rounds where you can see the bullets. And when they fire, it's just a really, it's a quick spray. It's not like over dramatized, like a really like loud Rambo machine gun. Mm. And the, the way they displayed the fear that the British and the French soldiers had uh, when the Germans were really pressing them against the beach uh, it was well made and it had a really good patriotic story about uh, civil service mm-hmm. and helping your fellow uh, soldiers yeah. in trouble. RJ? Uh, <clears throat> sorry. Well, y- yeah. Is re- um, what I found interesting about this film in being nominated is the fact that, well, it's a, okay, it, a Christopher Nolan film always has to have those different kind of twists and quirks that make Christopher Nolan Christopher Nolan. Um, so I, f- um, what you said about how the fear, Franco. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I guess it, um, it kind of also shows in the way he sequenced each scene, because mm. each scene, like it's like, it comes from the very start of the story and then the very end, and it kind of converges like every now and then until it reaches to a certain point in the story. Yeah, it's told and, from many perspectives. Yeah, told in many perspectives. And it doesn't have a sort of linear time frame, timeline. And as, as a result, it kind of builds up more on the suspense and the thrill of what is going to happen. And I guess that it, it comes out as a really unique film in the list. But overall, like, I guess the other... It's a, it's a, histor- it's a historical film. Yeah. I'm not so sure if it's if it's yeah, got enough, I mean, yeah, if it has if it'll have that the, kind of impact the other films. The one flaw it has is that I it's not it's not it's not the director's fault, but like the way it was it's directed was that of a suspense film. I mean, it's a well executed suspense film mm-hmm. if you don't know the history. It's yeah, sort of like thing. doing uh like the Trojan horse. The the let's say you're doing a movie about the Trojan horse, but everyone in the audience knows that. Mm-hmm. There's there's gonna be a trap when the Trojan horse opens. Yeah. It's sort of like this with Dunkirk. Like a lot of World War II historians know about the battle, how like the civilians came into the rescue, but mm-hmm. like as a as a guy who already knew about it, the suspense factor was a bit off already because I knew that they were gonna be saved. Yeah. Mm. And you can only do so much with an uh, actual historical event. Yeah. When it turned into a film. That's why some filmmakers <clears throat> sorry. That's why some filmmakers 
insert some fiction into their yeah. films. Yeah, like mm-hmm. 300. Like Titanic. 300. Yeah, 300. <laughs> Titanic, you know. Okay, uh, the next movie on the list is The Phantom Thread. That's, uh, this is Daniel Day Lewis's apparently last, last, last film before how, he retired. How old is no this guy? Way. How old is this guy? Th- that's what I think. What no movies have, he's, has he, he said done? He's retired. He said he's retired. What other before. movies has he done? Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln. My left and um, my two left feet. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. I haven't watched them. Sorry. He's and, no. He's um, yeah. He's in. Wasn't that that, that no movie con- where he plays. No country of old man. Yeah. Oh. Uh, is nice. That one? The one where he also plays a guy named Daniel. I don't remember because honestly, I don't follow his career that much. Yeah, he usually do, does like big historical yeah, films, yeah, yeah. Oscar films, Os- big like Oscar <laughs> yeah. films. He's like he's he's been touted as one of the greatest he's actors almost, yeah. of our generation. So like a perennial. The thing Oscar is, he also nominee. doesn't do movies regular well. people watch. I mean, I mean that 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 yeah yeah. Would you say he cherry picks his films? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Oh man. <laughs> well, <laughs> most actors do, to be honest. Well, I mean, like, at he, least actors said, at this level. But I mean he. He's like this kind of actor that just like pops in every now and then, like every three, four years, mm. he'll have some film up, and yeah. then boom. But yeah, it's about a uh, a tailor who's like a tailor to the stars, and then he m- meets his muse, and then stuff happens. I don't oh, know that okay. much about the movie. <laughs> um, all right, the next one is The Post, uh, which is one of the more politically relevant movies coming out it's one of those because it's about the freedom of the press and the interactions between the highest office in the land modern day setting no it's in the washington post it's featuring nixon nixon oh this is a real story this is also a true story starring tom hacks and meryl streep as meryl streep as the owner of the washington post and um tom hanks is the chief editor uh so it's one of the okay the thing is it's also one of those politically relevant films that are also kind of paint by the numbers if you know what i mean it it kind of follows similar story trajectories mm-hmm. and i don't know it it's it's good tom hanks is always tom hanks and meryl streep are always good mm-hmm. but it's also a little boring because it, mm. it 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 hits the beats you expect it to hit the 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 journalist standing up to the man and refusing to let big money dictate how so it, journalism will be done. So it's very predictable. Oh, it's so predictable. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all just banking on the performances then. Yeah, pretty than... much just the performances. Right. But I, I honestly, I don't think it's strong enough to carry it with the lineup now. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. The next one is Three Billboards Outside Edding, Ebbing, Missouri. The Probably the longest name on this list. Uh, yep. And the weirdest one, mm-hmm. it's um, we're actually we're still planning on watching this, correct? Yeah, yeah. we're going yeah. to do another podcast, mm. uh, maybe in two weeks. So I think our schedule right now is this week is a casual talk. Mm-hmm. Next week we'll do uh, Black Panther. Yeah, <laughs> and then the week after we'll do uh, a final. We'll do a yeah a final talk before the yeah talk before the podcast uh, before okay. the Oscars. All right, so three three billboards. It's about a, a a mother who rent like buys three billboards outside her town, Ebbing, Missouri, and on on these three billboards, she condemns the police for not finding the killer of her daughter, and the story the the story is uh what the what she does and what the police does in the wake of this because the police are embarrassed and humiliated by this mm-hmm. and 
the mother is justifiably furious at the incompetence of the police department. Um, it deals with themes of racial violence, police brutality, other also politically relevant themes mm-hmm. in this in America's climate. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to this one. Uh, yeah, whatever. same. Yeah, it it opened up as uh, the favorite to win. Yeah, until Shape of Water came in. Yep. Oh, Shape of Water. Like when the when the betting I, odds came in, like it, mm. Ebbing, Missouri was like the favorite, mm. and then. I think shape of uh, as of now, like it's the shape of waters that's the favorite. Uh with that, uh, Franco, would you mind telling us, like, currently who's the favorite to win? Uh, yeah, out so of the nine? I'm at odds checker right now. Uh, so shape of water, uh, ten to eleven odds. So that's like if you bet a hundred dollars, you'll get a hundred ninety back if you win. Uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, fifteen out of eight, uh, fifteen to eight. That's about like you get three hundred dollars if you bet a hundred. I, a bit less than three hundred. Lady Bird nine to one, nine hundred dollars wow. if you bet a hundred. Mm. Get out twenty five to one. Okay. That's a underdog. Dunkirk forty to one. The Post forty to one. <laughs> Call me by your name fifty to one. Phantom Thread hundred to one. Darkest Hour hundred to one. All right. Uh, so out of these, uh, any does this ranking surprise you? Did you expect Shape of Water to do this well? I'm thinking, what elevates Shape of Water over the, all those other films? I think I, the Shape right. of like, yeah. Go, Franco. Go. Uh, okay, okay. I, at first, I was really surprised that uh, the three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri took over, was taken over by Shape of Water. But now, after seeing Shape of Water, it just appeals to the media so much. Why? I mean, what do you mean? It's got media. the stereotypical bad American. It's got a female character that's very independent. Disabled female character. Yeah, disabled female character. Uh, it It's not really about racism, but about treating other people as humans or other beings as other humans. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it has that appeal to it. And uh, it's, it's just got a good vibe, man. I think there are some controversial things that might skew people away from... You mean from, the bestiality? Yeah, yeah, that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, let's but, go uh, straight into that. But eh? other than that, I mean, it's a really nice story about, like, uh, meeting a friend, treating him like a person that you want to be treated back. And, yeah, it's well-directed, uh, well well acted. Who's who's the lead actress there? Sally, Sally Hawkins. Hawkins. Yeah, she's also one of the nominees for the best, best actress. Best yes. actress. So, I don't, I'll check again if she might be I mean, the favorite to win, but uh, we'll see. It's... One of the more unique films as compared to the other films nominated. I mean, aside from Get Out. Because, well, most of the other films are actually adaptations of yeah. like novels or historical events or probably like present, like films directing towards a certain political or certain mm-hmm. kind of social issue. This one, it's just like, it just, it doesn't, it has a theme, but it's it doesn't really tackle anything that. Mm. comes into yeah current social events that's I, why like, i think it shouldn't win why um i i think the trend now is that for movies to tackle on themes that are socially relevant why do you think it doesn't tackle anything socially relevant? No, no, no no sorry sorry not not socially relevant i mean like you know it doesn't um in comparison to the other films it, it doesn't directly tackle you know the political sphere even though it does have you know secret government lab and whatnot but i mean it's a good. F- don't get me wrong, guys. I'm not hating mm-hmm. on the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. hating on the film. It's a good. It's a really great film. But I. The fact that you. It's, you it's more subtle than overt. Uh, 
Yeah, I think it's more subtle. Yeah. yeah. But there, I don't know. There's, maybe it's just me wanting Get Out to win. Yeah, I mean, out of the top four that you mentioned, Franco, I really, Get Out was the lowest. Yeah. Right? But mm-hmm. I, really, I really wanted I, to win. I, I 100% agree with you, Rafi. I want Get Out to win, but I'm expecting Shape of Water to win. Me too. Me too. But those are my top um, contenders. Right? The, the Academy has had a serious um, vendetta against horror films for a long time. Silence of the Lambs. Oh, well, that was ni- in the 90s. That, that, was, that was also a suspense <laughs> It's thriller. been uh, yeah, it's almost been 30 years. You know, it's not really horror. It's more of a suspense thriller as well. Yeah, that's a th- but like, you know, that's because people wanted to win. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you were to label it horror, it would not win. It's, it's closer but, to suspense but, than yeah. horror. Yeah, it's way it's, more horror. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but the thing I didn't like about Get Out, oh, not about the movie, about the trailer. So in the trailer, if you watch the trailer again, you'll see a deer that turns into a live skeleton that attacks the black guy or that spooks the black guy. That was not in the movie. That is not in the movie. I am glad that wasn't in the movie. (laughs) That would be creepy. Yeah, like, you see a a picture of a deer and then it flashes and then it turns into the skeleton of the deer and then the skeleton moves to attack the black guy. But Mm. no, it doesn't happen in the movie. Yeah, honestly, the the movies I want to win, it's either Get Out or The Shape of Water. The, because in my opinion, they're the most well-crafted films, mm-hmm. not, like that I've seen. Wait, we haven't seen Three Billboards yet. That's the second. That, favorite. Yeah, that's yeah, the second yeah. favorite. That, uh, that's why I want to watch it. But so far, they're the most well-crafted ones. I think they're they're well they're well acted. Mm-hmm. They're well they're well they're it's well directed. It's well paced. Right. It's, the production design for both is amazing, and it's it's a concept that's fi- that's so novel. That I that either of them winning is a win for me in my book. All right, so that's get out and shape of water. Get out and shape of water. All right. What about you, RJ? Yeah, I I I as I said a while ago, they were my top two contenders. Mm. I mean, in terms of best film, but in the other categories, best actor, I I have my I have my picks. Mm. Pretty much. Yeah, for for best actress, it's actually the actress. For the sh- the three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, Frances McDormand, that's the favorite to win. Is Sally Hawkins... What's Sally Hawkins... Wait, is Sally Hawkins nominated? Yeah, yeah. she's ho- nominated. What are your odds? So, <laughs> Frances McDormand for the three billboards, just for perspective, she's one to four. That means if you bet $100, she'll only get 125 back if you win. Yeah. Sally Hawkins... No, I'll go by order. Frances McDormand, one to four. Cerise Ronan for the... Sarsa Ronan. Sarcy Ronan for the Lady Bird, Lady Bird. eight to one, Sally Hawkins twelve to one, Margaret Robbie twenty five to one. Still haven't watched Itania. I see. I really want to watch Itania as well. Will they ever release it here? Probably not. Jesus, like, like, I, I, yeah. I don't know anyone who knows who Tony Harding is. No, I, to be honest, I don't know her. Don't but know. I, 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 like one when, when I read about Margot Robbie getting the role, she mm. was like, oh wow. Okay, here's the backstory of the mm. character she's playing. It's like, okay, makes sense. Mm. I'll still watch it. In uh, Best Actor, though, actually, there's like two... Um, Contend. There's well, actually a contender here that, was, uh, that wasn't in... That, uh, as well as Best Actress, that wasn't part of the... That wasn't part of the Best Films. It's uh, Denzel Washington in Roman J. Mm. Israel Esquire. Which mm. is actually... I saw the trailer for that. It looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's it's about like a black uh, a black guy a black lawyer mm-hmm. who after years of um, 
fighting the the good fight uh, fighting for disenfranchised people black people mostly uh, he decides to just cash it in and sell out but in selling out he betrayed a gang member a, a gang member and then you know shit happened oh, okay <laughs> yeah interesting take for for best actor it's also lopsided towards one guy gary oldman gary oldman really wow. Ele- one to eleven odds. Oh, that means oh, okay. if you bet a hundred dollars, you'll get like nine dollars. It's it's because of profit. the fat suit. Probably it's fat because suit. of the fat suit. Oh man! It it screams, "Give me an Oscar!" Yeah, especially with yeah. the role, it, that type of role. Come on. But the the <laughs> second favorite to win is a. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that Actually, one. That one. Service, really. If you want a really underdog bet, it's 16 to 1. <laughs> wow. That's a second favorite to win already. Right. So Who's next? Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, 25 to 1. Yeah. Timothy Kamalet. Kalamet. Timothy Ka- Chalamet. Chalamet. Call me by your name. Yeah, call me uh, by your name. And Denzel Washington, 50 to 1. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Guys, can I just add, they snub James Franco. <laughs> oh yeah, I, uh, who God. won a Golden Globe? Have you seen the Disaster Artist, Rafi? Was it wasn't it released here, and I, d- I don't have a copy yet. So oh, have you seen you, it, Nigel? Yeah. Oh, have you seen it, Nigel? I haven't seen it yet. Okay, we'll watch it. Yeah, we'll watch but it when we find a copy. If we manage to guys, find a James, copy, James Franco yeah. won a Golden Globe, right? Yeah. Did he? he yeah, did. he did. He did because of yeah. and he, best I adapted screenplay. I remember because Seth Rogen made a fucking weird face when when he won. Like when he won, he was giving a speech, and then it panned over to Seth Rogen. He just made the weirdest face. <laughs> I thought it was Hugh Jackman. I thought it was Seth Rogen. Both of them, guys. Both of yeah, them. Hugh, Jack- it's, Hugh Jackman it's made the, f- the Hugh Jackman made the face guys, as well. It's it's both of them because of the fact that James Franco won a film playing Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. Brought, he brought he brought freaking Tommy Wiseau up on stage with him. <laughs> he didn't let him make a speech though. Yeah. Which is Actually, you know, he was trying to grab the mic. I think that was for the best, Nige. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. That's but true. L- let's talk about the Golden Globes. Like, let's just talk about the winner, Lady Bird. Like, yeah. Uh, hmm. Why do you think it won? Uh, we we talked I'd, about how we didn't like it too much, but let's uh, talk about why we. Why. I we're me and Ravi are just moving Maybe. away from. We're moving away from the mic slowly. At the time. <laughs> well, no, Shape of Water came out at that point. No, it's just it's just that. Okay, Lady Bird's, it's well made. We just don't like it. Okay, let's let's break it down, guys. It's a coming of age film. Yeah. Okay. It has all the usual, you know, stuff that you'd expect from a coming of age film, like you know, sex, uh, friendship, 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 bad grades, familial. real friendship versus bad grades. Yeah. <laughs> what what separates it from other coming of age films? Is it just the performance? How it was delivered? Yeah, I, the, yeah, the performances actually, were good. I think I know why. The ending ruined it for me. Hmm. Because the ending just felt anticlimactic, I and like the ending. felt like it ruined everything before it. Wait, we're talking about why it's it won. Oh, I, I was I thought <laughs> we were talking about why we don't like it. No, we already did that. <laughs> yeah, we did that like we did that twenty minutes start. ago or something. Yeah, let's talk uh, about why. why maybe do you think because it, I mean maybe because it's deeper on the level that it it. It ties um, a teenager's troubles with her belief and with her faith. Does it have... Maybe... No. Yeah. Or maybe it's not about the movie, but about the the voting powers of the, the Golden Globes. Is I it mean, there's... By the masses most or of Most of the time, about like 
60 to 70% of the time, the, whoever wins the Golden Globes will most likely win the Oscars mm-hmm. a few months after. Yeah. But there were some divergences, like one of which that I remember uh, vividly would be Avatar, not The Last Airbender, the James Cameron Avatar yeah. versus The Hurt Locker. Now, Avatar, it was released in December, broke all the records, and then won Golden Globes right a few months after. I still don't think they deserve that one. And then, uh, <laughs> and then the Hurt Locker came in, boom, it won. Yeah, like it was the underdog, and it won. Another yeah. film that comes to mind is um, Moonlight, which we reviewed last year. You can check it out. Yeah. Um, La La Land won Golden Globes, but Moonlight. Moonlight through a strange circumstance. One. One. Love. Yeah. They had the One Steve the Harvey moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And boom. Was that the same year as the Steve Harvey moment? Or was that the year before that? I think it was the year before. Yeah. But still, that was so bad. That was so long ago. Was that two years ago at this point? Uh, uh, I can't recall anymore. But yeah. <laughs> maybe, much, yeah. maybe, maybe the film is so deep that we're just too stupid to understand it. <laughs> yeah, we're just dumb men. <laughs> we're just or, stupid. Or is it we're relatable to Americans more? When Avatar won, the meme was they put the gold in Golden Globes. What? It just made a lot of money. <laughs> okay. Uh, it has something to do with the story. Or I don't whatever. know if Lady Bird made a lot of money. Seriously, though. I think, like, because... Maybe one of the reasons why is because this road, the, the, this film rode the, the current um, political uh, atmosphere. Not political. So uh, the, the the feminism thing. Uh, so uh, not feminism thing. Feminism, like it rode the. <laughs> I don't want to. The road just working right now. I don't want to offend anyone. Um, it it rode this current wave of um, feminism. Like think about Wonder Woman. Like Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, like people considered it a snub because it wasn't nominated for, for the, you know the Oscars. It wasn't good enough to get nominated. Yeah, for the Oscars. That, that's and that's what I thought too. I mean, not I, I I'm not offending anyone. I think I think so by saying that well, I I don't think that Wonder Woman should have been nominated. Yeah, but then again, as you said at the start of this podcast, that superhero films don't really get nominated. Yeah, right? other superhero films like Logan, not Wonder Woman. Logan yeah. should have been nominated in my Logan opinion. Should, yeah. he, he has, it, it is nominated for uh, original uh, adapted screenplay. Adapted Wait, screenplay. What was adapted? Of, who, where did it get adapted the lo- from? The uh, comic book. Which old Old Man Logan. Old Man. Okay. Yeah. It's just Old Man Logan is so different. Yeah, but it's still adapted from it. Do you think uh do you think it was an overreaction? Which one? Uh an overreaction to Wonder Woman not being nominated. That uh, just to play it from uh previous incidences. Remember the the band the Oscars cuz they didn't nominate any black actors or black films or films featuring uh uh black men or women a couple of years ago. Maybe but And then the the next one the year after Moonlight came in and it won. People, but then it was people. Some people were saying that it could have been an overreaction to that movement. And then what you're saying about Wonder Woman, people were mad that Wonder Woman didn't get nominated, and then Lady Bird wins. This this argument would hold more weight if they didn't deserve it. The thing is, I'm not entirely. The thing is, I'm not entirely sure Lady Bird doesn't deserve that win because it is still really good, though. Yeah. 
you know? Mm-hmm. It, it would hold more weight if it was, like, a shitty film. But it, it's not, though. Y- yeah. You know? Like, I get it. I won't discount that factor. That's a huge factor. Especially, like, in the Golden Globes, the hashtag MeToo movement and Time's Up were, like, big themes of the ceremony in general. And in Hollywood in general for the past, what, six months? And, um, well, I sh- we shouldn't discount it. It does mean that there will be a bigger focus on these kinds of films moving forward. You know? For sure, yeah. Yeah, so, like, uh, I don't know. It's a it's the start of a trend, but it's... <laughs> I don't know if it's, like, we should start attributing, like, you know, large-scale events, large-scale present events to, you know, politics at this moment. But there is an effect. Yeah. That's why we love movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to watch The Three Billboards, though. Yeah. Like, it's one of those movies. The way it's uh, the way it's advertised and the way I've watched the trailer, it could be, like, my reaction could be, like, this This has to be the movie that will that should win. Or... Or... or we'll just stick with Get Out or Shape of Water. Yeah. I get mean, Out. Wait, get wait. Out. Our, our initial impressions. Like, what do you think... What do you think will win and what do you th- what do you want to win um i think get out will win you think get out will win i want shape of water to win but i'm pretty sure get Whoa, out will win. i'm the really? opposite of nigel i uh, want get out to win i think i expect shape of water to win what about you uh arj i have a weird feeling ladybird's gonna win but if from the two contenders that we from talked what about you, what you want now i'd want shape of water Mm, okay. All right, Rafi. I want Get Out to win. I think Shape of Water will win. But I won't be surprised if Lady Bird wins. That's true. Mm. We yeah. re- but I think we really need to watch people boards. Because yeah, I yeah. think that will yeah. change a lot for her. Maybe, it's a, deal, yeah, maybe like it's a deal breaker. Soon we'll all be saying we're ex- we want sh- three billboards to win or yeah, so expect it. Just wait for our podcast yeah. on that. So if, if you've watched Three Billboards, just comment. Three Billboards will win. And we'll just comment back. Noted. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, it's probably a one-second podcast. Uh, wrapping yeah. up. Uh, so uh, that's the end of our Oscars podcast. Um, uh, I, I was your host, Nigel Aquino. Joining me was... Franco Dagelet. Rafi Rodas. RJ Silveria. Uh, and... Uh, well, alright, so if you guys want to get in touch with us, you can like us on Facebook and the After Credits Podcast, or you can listen to our podcasts in the AfterCreditsPodcast.com. You can also go to iTunes. Uh, what's the thing? iTunes.com slash. I use it SoundCloud, yeah. Um, please leave us a comment if you want any movies for us to review, any of your favorite movies, any of the shitty movies that you hate so much that you want us to bash, or you know, for some reason if we like it, we will glorify it. I don't know, make change your mind or something. But yeah, please. yeah. And uh, our next podcast will feature our review on the Black Panther, and Hopefully. after that will be our final Oscars uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys, for joining us. We are the After After Credits Podcast. See you next time. Woo-wee. Peace. See you. Yeah.